0: 18 plus.
1: back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today my guest is Ryder Lee. First, I have a couple of announcements. Our website is ForbiddenKnowledge.news. It's also the Forbidden Knowledge Network. This is where you find some of your favorite podcasts featured. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Social media is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Premium content is on Rockfin. Best of all, you get all the premium content from every creator that's on Rockfin for only $10 a month. You just go to rockfin.com slash fknplus, that's R O K F I N dot com slash fknplus, or click the link in the description. All our links are right down there in the description. Today I want to welcome back to the show Ryder Lee. He is a truth seeker, knowledge guardian, and spiritual educator. He uses his real world experiences to educate and elevate others to awaken, question their reality, and expand their consciousness. He is host and creator of Raised by Giants, where he interviews others from all backgrounds about their spiritual awakening to bring people different perspectives of what is going on in the world on an individual and collective level. Ryder, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm
2: doing great, Chris. Thanks so much for inviting me on. I really appreciate you. Looking forward to the conversation that we're going to have.
1: For sure, man. Always a wonderful conversation when you're here. Uh, Today, we're going to get your insights into various high-level black projects that have taken place over the years, like Looking Glass, Stargate, Montauk, these MKUltra, and these programs that Create remote assassins. And we're going di- to get into different aspects of these above top secret operations that you've actually been speaking to some amazing guests about uh, that have actually been involved with them, like Kathy O'Brien, Angela Ford, and so on. Uh, and these individuals have shared some profound information from their experiences. And with the seemingly profound success of these projects, based on the information we have from various whistleblowers, why would they ever discontinue them, as we've been told? Probably because they didn't. They probably just rebrand, rename, and redirect resources and results until it's seemingly a completely different project. And I'm, I'm sure with advancement and integration of the new technology that we're dealing with even more nefarious and dangerous operations. Operations in modern times what do you think about that
2: absolutely chris see there's there's real projects and then there's the projects that the Super soldiers and the secret space program assets talk about right, and they're two completely separate things. The MK Ultra programs are real programs. There's declassified documents on the MK Ultra programs, which is 149 subprojects that's been declassified that basically tell you everything that they were doing, and a lot of these projects involved uh, LSD. But it wasn't just LSD; they were using um, antipsychotic medications. They were using Uh, antidepressants uh, and stuff like that to try and dumb down people to make it easier to uh, be mind controlled for. And a lot of these sub projects too, they were using hospital wings um, for as well, like to, so that they wouldn't have to take uh, responsibility uh, for the actual project. So they would just sublease the project out to a a different company, a private company uh, or a hospital. And they would create this entire wing uh, for these MKUltra programs. So that is a very real thing that's going on. And then you have the the Stargate program, which was a started out as an Army intelligence program. And then it went to a DIA program. And then in nineteen ninety-five it was getting ready to be switched to a CIA program. But I believe that a lot of these which the Stargate program is a remote viewing program that the government was actually doing, and there's verifiable documents for the Stargate program too. Russell Tarek had a hand in declassifying the Stargate program documents. So we have these two really verifiable uh, programs that the government was doing, and I believe that there's a, uh, a connection there between the MK Ultra programs and the Stargate remote viewing programs. Because Sidney Gottlieb, he was the head of all of the MK Ultra programs in the beginning. And he was interested in ESP and psi abilities. I mean, if you look at the declassified documents of MK Ultra, the 149 D-class documents, there's three or four sub projects in there that he was interested in remote viewing abilities, psi abilities, telekinesis, uh, a lot of these extra sensory perception abilities, and according to Russell Targ, he uh, Sidney Gottlieb approached Russell Targ and asked him—well, uh, didn't really ask him, but asked you know the the government and the DIA if he could use his psychedelic uh, treatment of MK Ultra on these remote viewing Stargate projects. Right. So the, this is where it's starting to connect, and and things are really coming together. That both of these projects are 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 connected, and you know when when you look at it like that, then there's there's something more going on. And I think the the big cover up part of this is because we know that there's a there's a cover up within a cover up of everything, right? Uh, and they use the cover up as the thing that they're trying to say that they're covering up so that people believe that the cover up is the, the real thing when there's, when that's the cover for the cover, right? I don't, I'm probably not explaining that. Uh, I get it. The, though, the yeah. Best yeah. Possible. Double, double, baby. Yeah. <laughs> they're always hitting you with the double, double. So I think what they, what they done, because, you know, with Kathy O'Brien, she literally had a congressional testimony. You've had her on her, your show uh, before and you, you've spoken with her and, what she went through was very real, real enough to where she could literally go to Congress and testify that these things happened to her and that she was working as a uh, an MKUltra slave on a White House Pentagon level, right? So I think what happened was in order to, because if everyone that went through all of these projects, like, because there's several people that said to have gone through these MKUltra programs, right? A lot of them didn't make it. A lot of them died due to the uh, the trauma and uh, the torture that they suffered. V- very few people actually made it out. And uh, Kathy O'Brien actually talks about that. Whenever you get to a certain age, whenever you get to around thirty, your programming from the MK Ultra stuff starts to break down, and then that's whenever you see these people going crazy. You know, shaving their heads, especially the you know the people in uh, Hollywood you know Britney Spears uh Katy Perry a lot of these uh Cardi B you know people like that uh that's the the mk ultra starting to break down but in the level that that she was in they just flat out killed you or they sacrificed you right and she was going to be sacrificed at uh at Bohemian Grove but the thing about it is is that if these, if if all of the people that have been through all these programs finally decided to just come out and be like, hey, this is what's going on, this is what's happening, the government's actually really doing these programs, they've continued them, then they're going to have a huge problem on their hands, right? And Kathy O'Brien's testimony was censored due to the National Security Act, so they couldn't just keep censoring anybody that would come forward based on these very real and, and verifiable stories that they were working in these programs. Right. So they developed a, uh, a cover story, right. And the cover story, which encompasses everything. When you look at the the secret space program and the the super soldiers, it's really a, uh, a conspiracy burrito, right. You have all Delicious. the, conspir- you have all the conspiracies all wrapped up in the one, right? You got the MK ultra mind control, which they say that, you know, they go through, you have the Montauk stuff, you have the Monarch things. Then you have, uh, you know, space, you got jump rooms, taking them to different planets. <laughs> you got uh, uh highly advanced technology, aliens, UFOs, you know, bases on the moon, bases on Mars, time travel. It's really just a giant uh, five-layer dip of conspiracy theories. It's all just been wrapped up into one. And I believe that that whole thing is just a giant cover for the very real operations that they're doing on the planet, like the very real remote-viewing uh, remote assassins, Manchurian candidate programs. I mean, if you look at Project Spellbinder, Project Spellbinder was a, a, a real project that they were trying to assassinate Fidel Castro. And they were trying to brainwash somebody in order to and, and use uh, techniques of, of brainwashing combined with uh, LSD and um, all the techniques that they had figured out to do to try and and, and make them forget. Right, which I think is something that's going on now. Right, they're they're still doing that now, and that's how we get a lot of these um, massacres, you could say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's a program that has also kept going, and I think that you you are completely right in the beginning when you said that they never shut down any of these projects; they just renamed them. And, and kept doing them. Whenever the CIA was going to take over the Stargate project in 95, I think that they already had their own uh, remote viewing project that they were working on in the uh, mid 70s. So whenever the DIA's Stargate project was about to be um, terminated and the CIA was going to take it over, I think that the reason that they didn't take it over is because they already had one. And when you look at Pat Price, he was working with um, SRI, uh, Stanford Research yes, Institute. Yes, that's it. With uh, with Russell Targ and uh, Hal Putoff, and uh, a lot of I'm not sure if Hal Putoff was actually in SRI, but he worked with Russell Targ and the Stargate project. But um, when you when you look at the what's what was going on at that time, then. Uh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Do you have any uh, questions? Yeah,
1: well, I, I, I want to kind of break down a lot of the the aspects that were going that you just went over. Let's start with some of the earliest projects. Now, I I, I saw Third Eye Spies. It was that that was a great documentary, and I, I don't remember exactly what Russell had to say about this, but whenever they wanted to introduce LSD into the remote viewing, he apparently said no, he wasn't going to do that. Uh, are you aware of any other kind of like? like... like remote viewing projects that they actually did try to integrate these psychedelics into and were successful in any
2: way. I'm not for sure of a actual remote viewing project that they were using LSD in, but in the 149 MK ultra projects, they were trying to test psychic abilities and remote viewing and, uh, uh, Psy abilities, telekinesis, uh, biolocation, and, and, and stuff like that through the use of LSD and uh, some form of hypnosis. And this was in uh, 1962. So this was before any official um, remote viewing project that any of the government intelligence communities or the uh, military were doing. So I think that because this was right around the the time of the Cold War whenever you know we had we were getting information that the the Soviets were also using uh psychic um, you know psychic abilities to try and spy on other countries, and I believe I'm not too sure, but I think that this information got back to Sidney Gottlieb, and then that's whenever he. Uh, started doing some of these projects and experimenting on ESP uh, psychic abilities and, uh, and remote viewing. But officially, I don't believe that uh, because you're right in saying that Russell, Russell Targ did, did say no. He said, no, you can't uh, use your LSD experiments on these remote viewers now. But that doesn't mean that he didn't do it on his own right in the mk ultra um programs that he was supervising because mm. there was a lot of those yeah. and you can look through the documents so it'll legit tell you that the, the that the um that it would that they were using that they were testing the the lsd on uh for psychic abilities remote viewing and uh telekinesis there's three or four of There's different sub projects where it's um, specifically mentioned that they're uh, testing LSD on uh, psychic and telekinesis ESP uh, kinds of modalities.
1: Let's get into a little darker aspect, Um, remote assassins and, you know, uh, psychic assassinations. I had uh, Lynn Buchanan on who was involved with the Stargate project. He is who um, George Clooney's character was loosely based off of in The Men Who Stare at Goats, a great guy. And he said that they were were kind of encouraging them to get involved with these projects where they would want to harm world leaders, uh, you know, from across the planet – uh, and he was actually able to um, make—I th- believe it was Saddam Hussein—violently ill for a few days, just you know, with his his remote access abilities and, and psychic abilities, which I find pretty insane. But it makes me wonder how far did they go with this, you know, remote assassin shit?
2: I think they went pretty far with it. Now, Kathy O'Brien says that she was in the the Monarch uh, programs. And there which Monarch is supposed to be a sub project of MKUltra, but I've read through every single one of the declassified hundred and forty nine sub projects of MK Ultra and there isn't anything mentioned about Monarch in there. But it's difficult though because a lot of the a lot of things have been redacted in the uh, the declassified uh, declassified files of MK Ultra, like the names of the sub projects. All right, so you basically just get a description and then you, you can go in and actually read the files, but the, the files are uh, very difficult to read and it's even redacted on the actual um, hand-printed uh, documents that are out there. And also the, the funders of it, a lot of the funders, because the funders of a lot of these programs are like big banks. Big banks were, were funding a lot of these, uh, but <clears throat> a lot of that has been redacted now whenever you do search up uh monarch things there's there's like a list of different programming that happens after the mk ultra process i believe the the monarch process is like the conclusion to the mk ultra so the mk ultra is to like
0: No We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Break you down, right? And traumatize you to the point where it splits your consciousness. And then when your consciousness is split into a uh, an altar is what they're called uh, a disassociative aspect. And that's the only way that <clears throat> that you can be a remote viewer, really, is if you have the disassociative aspect and you can actually separate your consciousness from your body. Right, that's how very accurate remote viewers are able to remote view, is some point throughout their life, they were either traumatized on a personal level, or they can be tortured in one of these MK Ultra programs to create the trauma and create the disassociative asset, a- aspect and the separation from consciousness from the body. And that's where I think that they were trying to create psychics and remote viewers by inducing this kind of trauma within them in the mk ultra programs and then they would then go to the monarch program which is the programming aspect of it and there's a list of six different things that you get with the the monarch programming the first one is a a a general programming which i think that everyone that's been involved in the monarch program gets, which is a way to record every single thing the author sees or hears. Right. So that's like a general programming, the first kind of programming that you would go through. And then the second programming is a, some sort of uh, sex slave, right? That kind of like what Kathy O'Brien was a presidential model that services, presidents, uh, high up uh, uh, levels of government uh, officials and stuff. And then the third one is the assassination programming, which was what I was kind of talking about with Project Spellbinder, where they brainwash somebody to commit a a crime or an assassination or, or kill someone. And then once they snap them out of that altar, they have no idea what they've done.
1: Whenever they are traumatizing people that this is this is a kind of a sped up way for them to Uh, access these areas of their consciousness and and become remote viewers i want to clarify but that there is many ways to do this but this is like the darkest way it's like a shortcut to to open people's consciousness in a very dark and nefarious way and it's it's based on old old occult practices babylonian sex cults and and things like that that use these old dark sex magical practices integration integrated with like torture and things like that to help people become enlightened in what they would consider this kind of messed up way.
2: Absolutely. It's it's not the only way because there are people that are psychic that have that are that are remote viewers that's never been through any of these programs before. They're just automatically psychic and they can automatically do it. And you're right in saying that it's just a, a shortcut way to be able to create a remote viewer or a psychic because again you need the separation of consciousness from the physical body that's, right. that's how remote viewing works you separate your consciousness you take your consciousness out to a specific target and then you can view that target so it's it, you're you're completely right in in saying that it's not the only way but it is the quickest and fastest way yeah. and especially if you're If you're older, you know, let's say you're, you know, 20, 30, 40 years old, uh, somewhere in that range, and you didn't have that kind of trauma happen to you naturally in your everyday life, then the easiest way to do it is put you through manufactured trauma. That way that you'll get that consciousness split and that uh, disassociative aspect uh, to be able to. To use these psychic abilities, but psychics wasn't the only thing that they were doing, right? It, it, was, it was multiple things. Like I, I was just saying the the remote assassin. Uh, programming. And then, well, you have the assassination programming, which is to actually go out and, and physically kill somebody. And then the next one is the psychic assassin, like what we've been talking about, which is the ability to give somebody an aneurysm or heart attack, no matter where they are on the planet, no matter where you are on the planet, you can affect somebody.
1: And has, man, there's there's so many different branches. Like you're saying, what about you know they have a sex pot um, type of uh, honeypot uh, program to ma- to make people remote honeypots to get information, and then they also have pol- political programs to to create politicians, to create high level um, corporate interests, and people who are involved with all these elite families. They basically breed psychopaths through these these programs.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, they do that. And Kathy O'Brien was kind of used on that level too where she would um, meet up with somebody. And this was one of the the first things of the MKUltra stuff as well. They, they were actually studying on uh, sexual activity. A lot of their MKUltra setups were done in uh, brothels in the United States. The, the government would literally buy up an entire brothel. They would send in their people and then they would get high level politicians to come in, sleep with the MK altered slave to try and get some kind of uh, classified information out of the the politician or the, the high up person. That was one of the, some of the studies that they were doing in the, uh, the MK ultra programs is very provable
1: yeah yeah, man, it's 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 so dark. Uh, I want to go back to the aspect of altars that you were talking about. This is also used in many different aspects, and it's a great way to keep that person from actually remembering some of the uh, ops that they've been on, some of the missions that they've been. It's uh, it's a way to keep them complacent and from talking about these things. But like you said, oftentimes their programming starts breaking down at a certain age. But they can create, like, you know, a ridiculous ridiculous. ridiculous amount of separate personalities just from these these torture techniques and the other personalities some of them wouldn't even know the other ones existed and it's like a um a kind of form of accountability for them in a way it's it's fucked up
2: yeah they did this process which was called de-patterning right it was a mk ultra um technique that they used to rid the person of normal thinking patterns, right? That's one of the first things that they've done. And then they subjected them to a process that's known as psychic driving, which psychic driving can be done uh, in a couple of different ways. But the official way that is said is they would put a audio looped message on a on a recorder and put it in the room with a person that they it just de right? Now, anything can be on that audio looped message, and they can also do it in a different way. They can bring in a TV screen and say whatever they want on the TV screen. And whenever you've removed the slave's normal thinking patterns, they're going to believe whatever has been put on that audio looped message is going to basically drive them crazy. They might not at first, but after hearing it for a week, two weeks, or a month, however long they're subjected to it, they're going to believe it. So anything can be on those audio looped messages. Anything can be on that, that looped TV screen that they have continuously playing in the room with them to make them believe whatever they want them to believe it can be anything it can be them in space fighting aliens for 20 years and then they they come back right it can be uh that they uh you know went to hawaii and and killed a bunch of children who knows It, it could be whatever they want it to be but we have no idea what was on any of those audio looped messages or what was on those tv screens but i suspect that it had something to do with falsify falsifying different kinds of programs right to cover up uh what they're actually doing which is one of six things like i was explaining you know the general programming the uh service to uh the uh, presidential model uh, assassinations remote assassinations um suicide programming so it's like and i'm not 100 percent sure yet if it's multiple um, splits of consciousness, because I feel like that would get really, really confusing. I'm under the impression that if anybody has been through these programs, you're doing only one of these things. You're not doing multiple things because then it becomes too confusing for not only the the handler, but then it becomes very easy for the slave or the person that's having these things done to them, uh, to compute with, right. So they start to break down way faster and way easier. Now they might've been doing it uh, a lot in the beginning, but they didn't find much success with it because there was too many things happening all at once. So I think they really started narrowing it down and they were like, okay, well, we'll just fracture this person. Once or twice put the programming in for the general programming so that the alter can uh, record everything it sees and everything that it hears in that altered state. And then we'll put one of the other four types of programming within them. So, because if you have a bunch of different people in these programs, they're all not going to be doing the same thing. They're going to be doing something different, right? select few of them are going to be working as sex slaves another uh, select few of them are going to be assassins another select few of them are going to be remote assassins right and then another select few of them are going to be disinformation agents right to put out disinformation on purpose and we see that kind of programming everywhere not only in this community but out in the the mainstream arena as well. And I think a lot of that is due to the experimentations that we've done with uh, with MK Ultra, and they just expanded it out because I think that that was the the original goal, right? Was to figure this out on a individual level, then bring it to a collective level because everything that they've done in the MK Ultra programs, they're now doing on a mass scale, right? Yeah, you. You you have the the depatterning, right? Which is a a big event, which is the traumatic event that happens collectively, right? We've had several of those throughout our history, just several since the since the time that I've been alive, right? And that uproots your daily life. That disrupts your daily life, just like what depatterning does on an individual level, removes normal ways of thinking. That's what they're doing on a, a, a large scale. And then you have the psychic driving aspect, which the psychic driving is done through the media on a mass scale, right? You have people talking heads up on the TV telling you what to do, what to believe, how to act. You know, that's exactly what psychic driving is on a individual level. So all, the, all that they've done is they've taken it from an individual Level and you'll see all this if you, if people actually read through the uh, the 149 declassified MK Ultra documents and do a little research, you'll see that the exact same things that they're doing on a large mass scale was the exact same things that they were doing on an individual scale during the MK Ultra process.
1: It's no coincidence that all these projects came up and integrated with hollywood and television and the media because that's broadcasting how else are going they going to get to uh, a global scale with these attempts at mind control and you're absolutely right i mean it has been going on for a while but lately i think they had with the onset of all the new technology that we're dealing with now and the technology that we'll never know about that's 50 to 100 years ahead that's probably are already implemented in some way but you look at uh, Millimeter waves, frequencies, 5G, uh, the f- nanotechnologies in the food, in the air, everything on top of the programming that we get from the time we're born through our education system and the TV. A, it's a grand mind control trick that is working on everybody, and it's um, it makes me think of what they could possibly be doing with things like voice-to-skull technology, with people who are seemingly having uh, psychotic breaks or um, doing things that they would never show their personality to do, and this seems to be happening on a more widespread scale as well
2: absolutely v2k is a very real technology that they can use to implant thoughts ideas into people's heads right that uh people are interested in google v2k and they have all kinds of different frequency weapons and i think that that was also the goal was to not have to do this so much more on a individual level only like you know because the again, if you have these people that has gone through these projects that come out of them and know exactly what happened, then you have a problem on your hands, right? You you, you can't let that happen. There's just, it, it, you would have to take responsibility for it, and you can only shroud it under the National Security Act for so long until the the jig is up, right? So they were like, okay, well, let's let's try and do this without having to um, abduct people or uh, have them voluntarily join these programs or use these kinds of techniques on unsuspecting people like impoverished neighborhoods, prisons, hospital wings and stuff like that. Let's just do it out in the open. And that was was another goal was you know open air testing that was one of the uh, sub projects of MK ultra as well so you have all these things uh, coupled together you you really start realizing exactly what's going on in in the cover up within the cover up
1: oh. yeah. yeah it's aspects of uh, seemingly mind hacking uh i it makes me think of A guest that I had a couple of weeks ago that is an expert on on sleep paralysis and sleep entities, and she was telling me that over the past 10 to 15 years, people's sleep experiences have been dramatically changing, and the aspects of dreams, especially during sleep paralysis events – are becoming more of a technological nature. Uh, People are experiencing more kind of machine-like or robotic or cyborg-like entities that are coming into contact with them over the past 10, 20, 30 years in their dreams, as opposed to, you know, succubus, incubus, shadow figures. And it makes me wonder how much these frequencies are affecting our consciousness when we sleep. Are there ways that they can actually hack into our brain and and our dreams and implant messages and images and things like that? I know that gets a little deep, but, you know, I think it's it's a possibility that we should look at.
2: Absolutely. I think that that's a, a big part of the the ssp program and the the super soldier programs right because a lot of these people they don't have actual conscious recall of events that happen right they see it through a dream
0: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Or uh, some kind of other way. Like it just doesn't come to them automatically. So I think that there is some kind of infiltration going on in our dreams to make us believe something that didn't even really happen. And when you get people talking about something that isn't real, that didn't really happen, then you can effectively cover up all the things that are really happening and what happened in the past and what is continuing to happen on the planet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable because, okay, let's say that, Uh, 20, 30 people all of a sudden realized what they were doing, like, on the planet, right? They were being used as uh, sex slaves, they were being used as uh, assassins, psychic assassins, uh, disinformation, you know, and all this stuff. And then they, you know, they realized that they they were tortured, and that they were mind fractured, and all this stuff had been happening to them. Right? They there would have to be some kind of statement come out about it from the government. Right. But instead we'll get people to believe that this was just one step in the the process. Right. Just like the, the super soldier people and the SSP people, I don't mean to harp on them a lot because, but this is just a, a connection because this is really where I found out about a lot of this stuff. But again, it's a conspiracy burrito. It just wraps yeah. everything up into a nicely packaged uh, thing, right? So it, so it can cover, cover up all the things that are involved within the secret space program that they talk about, right? It's a cover-up cover for aliens. It's a cover-up for UFOs. It's a cover-up for what we might actually be doing on uh, the moon or Mars, right? It's a It's a multi-layered... Cover up that makes people not look at the real thing and opt in for the crazy, exaggerated uh, space opera that they got going on out there with uh, extraterrestrials and uh, highly advanced technology and med beds. You know that's where the whole med bed thing uh, even came from. You know, so it's got people looking in the wrong direction instead of what's actually happening on the planet.
1: It, it, it is very synchronistic, the timing that everything seems to be occurring. Uh, we've had since since COVID, we've had an explosion in people coming out. And supposedly uh, talking about their experiences in space as secret uh, super soldiers. Uh, we have more and more whistleblowers coming out in the past. Five years, than I've ever seen former intelligence, uh, former counterintelligence, but they're all here to tell us about what UFOs. They're here to tell us about the secret space program. It seems to be a huge operation to get people looking in not only the wrong direction, but to to d- discredit a lot of people looking at ufology and things like this in general. So there's a lot of disinformation with the whole UFO. The whole UFO community right now, we don't know who to trust in this community. And they keep peppering in more and more people and more and more truth with lies and truth with lies. So we never know what is really going on.
2: When we've had the technology for a really long time, right? That's that's really where all this started with me it, because I was all on the the UFO bandwagon and the the aliens in space and coming from outer space, and the more that I looked into it, and the more people that I interviewed, like Walter Bosley, uh, uh, Doctor Farrell, um, and, and people like that that are real serious researchers, I realized that that is also a cover up that they've been blaming all of these UFOs and all this stuff on aliens, visiting us from other galaxies or other planets and stuff, right? When it's more plausible, but see people, people always opt in for that kind of stuff. They're like, Oh yeah. I've never seen this technology before. I've never seen uh, this kind of craft. It's moving erratically. It's doing all this stuff like the Nimitz video and all that uh, nonsense, you know, they, and they automatically assume it's aliens, right? But whenever you look back at the through the history of UFOs and abductions, you begin to paint a different picture of what's going on, right? In the mid-1800s, we were working on highly advanced anti-gravity craft. They were called airships, and they were being developed in Northern California by the Sonora Aero Club. And they were using a spinning mercury to let the craft lift up off of the ground. And then there's reports during that time in newspaper articles that uh, people were seeing craft in the sky. Right. And then you fast forward a little bit and people can look that up. The Sonora Aero Club, uh, uh, Peter Minnis and James Delshaw. They have all of these schematics and drawings of these uh, advanced craft that they were working on. You fast forward a little bit, then you go to World War II in the Germans. They were also working on highly advanced crafts, the the bell technology, which the bell technology, I believe, was just a component of the craft, right? It was like the um, the engine or whatever that made it lift up off the ground because there's reports, uh, Dr. Joseph Farrell has written about it, that all that the bell craft was able to do was just lift up off of the ground and it had to have a high amount of electricity running to it. And that's basically all that it would do. And it was putting off a lot of radiation. That's how like a lot of people uh, died. They just hadn't perfected the technology yet. That's just kind of what they were looking, uh, what they were working with at that time. And as things progressed after World War II, we have all these events that happened, right? We got the Roswell event of 1947. Then we have the Washington flap event of 1952 and the Kecksburg event of 1967, right? And the abductions start right at that time too, right? And the very first abductees that we ever heard about were uh, the, the most famous was Betty and Barney Hill, right? You know the story of Betty and Barney Hill. Probably everyone that's listening to this knows the story of Betty and Barney Hill. But the thing about that was, is that Barney, his first statement that he made about the abduction is he said that it was the military, mm. that, that he saw military officers and military uniforms. Right. And then later on, he started to change his story to aliens. And uh, because Betty, I think, seen like a, th- that she could capitalize on the phenomena and make some sort of, uh, of money about it. Or she was either talked to by a, uh, an intelligence community or the military and was like, hey, like, can't be telling people that the, the military is going around abducting people mm, and highly advanced craft. Right. So you, we have to turn it into aliens. From outer space coming down and abducting us when it's really been us in our highly advanced craft it has been us in our military doing the abductions right but the best cover in order to not take responsibility is to make it about aliens coming here because there's nothing that we can do about aliens right aliens are far too advanced they're they're way outside of they're way more advanced than us technologically right so there's nothing that we can do about aliens but if it was the military then that's a different story we could do something about the military if we realized that it was us
1: Now, I I agree with you. I agree with you on almost everything you said, but I got to reel back in our UFO friends and and our extraterrestrial community for just a minute. Um, I 100% believe there is a, a massive deception going on with what we are believing is UFOs and extraterrestrials, and there really is zero evidence to link extraterrestrials little green men from other planets to what we're seeing in the sky to crafts nothing there is there's no link to it whatsoever uh, other than people's experiences where they say oh, I saw a craft and then I was on it and you know all the the, the, the typical ufology objection stories but if we if we take that away, um, we we do know that there are anomalous things in the sky. There always have been. You can look at very ancient paintings and and hieroglyphs and carvings that show that yeah they saw some some weird shit in the sky, and it might have been uh, what we would consider UFOs or crafts from an unknown origin. Nobody will really know. But there is a lot that goes on in the sky that we don't understand. There's a lot of energetic things that are happening in the sky. There may be some forms of life forms that kind of hang out in our atmosphere. I think that there is other types of of intelligences but i don't think they're coming from outer space that's a whole different show what outer space is and if we can even get outside our atmosphere and and everything like that but i do believe here it, it, on on this planet but in different uh, frequencies and different spectrums of our vision in different what you want to call dimensions that there is life all around us and possibly in our own they just know how to alter our perception i believe there is an another state of matter that we don't understand that whatever's out there knows how to manipulate and manifest into and out of. So I think there are entities that exist that we would consider aliens or extraterrestrials, but they're not what we're being told they are. It's, it's always a possibility for me, guys. I don't know. I'm not going to completely dismiss aliens, but I think there's something.
2: Yes. I believe that there is a, uh there is something going on but it's a it's a consciousness thing right that's how these contact experiences with a perceived extraterrestrial works it's not a physical thing right aliens aren't landing in your backyard physically while you're in a in an awakened state coming out of their UFO and greeting you and giving you information that you can physically reach out and touch them, right? It's a different kind of phenomenon. That's what separates them. And that's what has created this big divide in the community, because I'm under the impression that anything that is physical in our reality, that you can reach out and touch any of the UFOs, anything that you see in the sky is us, right? Right. Now the contact experiences the the astral uh, projections the um, in the dream state uh, in like a, a dreary state because that's really what all of the contactees talk about that they really weren't in their uh, their awakened state like during the day, right where they're up and like walking around. they don't have these kinds of experiences right so normally when they're uh, laying down, they're in a different kind of frequency of of brain waves that they're able to be contacted. I don't think that ETs or aliens can be in this 3D physical reality that we're in. I think that it's almost dang near impossible. Now, the only way that I think that they can do that and this is going to sound a little woo-woo, but it's kind of backed up by the uh, the the Roswell crash and the documents that that came out of the uh, communication between the because I do believe that uh, some sort of being did crash in Roswell, and I think that that's really the the only one that's ever happened, but. I read through those documents. Now the documents is not verified. It's not verified by anything, but it seemed really, really plausible. It took me like five or six hours to read through all of them. And there's a lot of them, but apparently this being that crashed in Roswell had telepathic communication with only one person. And this person wrote down all the information and the through the telepathic communication that it was having with the extraterrestrial that crashed in Roswell, right? And it explained that it's using an avatar doll body, right? And that's the only way that it can be in this 3D physical reality that this kind of doll body avatar had to be created in this 3D physical reality. And then its consciousness gets transferred into that avatar uh, body that's been created here. And that's the way that it's able to uh, walk around and be in this 3D physical reality. It's, It's not possible, I don't think, that if there are beings out there, other extraterrestrials, whatever you want to call them, ETs, that they could possibly come here if they are a physical being. And I don't think that they are a physical being. I believe they're a consciousness being and that's really all that they are. And they're able to transfer their consciousness into somebody else or into something else that's yeah. been created.
1: Yeah, I definitely had some some funny revelations when it came to Area 51 and the individuals that are now uh, – Bringing information that are now whistleblowers about Area Fifty One. Supposedly they used to work there, and now they're bringing it out information. Hell, I'll just say it. Rick Doty, uh, at the 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 UFO conference that you and I went to, um, this is in, out in the open now. He's already said all this. He says that he claims there were like four or five different types of extremely dangerous extraterrestrials kept at Area Fifty One, and he told stories about how a couple of them escaped and like killed families and he gave the name the technical names that they gave these aliens and they were all like just tentacled gross uh awful looking horror movie creatures that that he described and they were all out to kill humans and eat humans and you know he's he's openly coming out with this information now he's uh, supposedly i think he's going to have a showtime special uh, he's going to tell the world about his experiences at uh, Area 51 and wrangling aliens. Well, you know, you really think about that. Uh, he he claims that he his non-disclosure agreement is up and he can just talk about anything he wants now. Do you really think that that is how it works at those above top secret facilities that are supposedly dealing with, with the most sensitive type of information in existence about life that exists off of our planet and aliens that are eating people and escaping, escaping from the facility. You think they'd want them to find out that they were that that idiotic that they let an alien escape from Area 51? This is all fairy tales that they're putting out there, and they have a spokesperson to do it, and he looks like a little Hitler. And that's, you know, that's what they're doing. They're they getting all these former intelligence people to come out there and spout these crazy stories that they're approving. You know, they're military approved stories about horrible, gross, nasty extraterrestrials. But how big a bullshit do you think that is?
2: And then the question that I have, if if that's true, like, let's just take a story for being true. Um, I would actually like to speak to uh, Rick Doty. Rick Doty, come on my show. But um, if that's true and he's saying that that's true, um, were those aliens captured and brought there or were they created here? Because I'm under the impression that from the the Area 51 type of um, wreckage that happened, they got a couple of things, right? They got a body and they got a craft. And apparently the uh, being said that there was going to be absolutely nothing that they could do with the craft, right? Because the craft was um, piloted by the uh, individual's consciousness, right? That's how it maneuvered, right? It was set up specifically for that being to pilot the craft. So there wasn't anything that they could do with the craft. And, uh, uh, and I think that they tried and they did reverse engineer and figure out some rudimentary kind of, uh, craft. And then it's just developed from there. You know, like you have the, that's what people seen way back in the day was these disc-shaped craft. And now no one sees disc-shaped craft anymore. You know, it's all, uh, light spectacles, uh, you know, uh, plasma type. Craft, and I think it's just the the way that our technology has progressed, Mm. and because there's no other explanation for that, right? There's not an explanation for these beings apparently coming here in the 40s and the 50s and tin can craft, and then all of a sudden, 20, 30, 40 years later, it's not tin can craft anymore, it's uh, hyper dimensional space drive craft, right? The only explanation for that is that it's the way that our technology has progressed. And the longer that we've worked on it, the more advanced that we've gotten with it. It's like the, you know, the computer and the cell phone, right? We we've progressed from having home phones uh only in our houses to, you know, having cell phones that we carry around in our pocket. You know, we transitioned from a radio where we went from books went from books to newspapers to television, you know, then that's the way that it's progressed. And I believe that's the way that the UFOs has progressed as well. But I think kind of what happened too was it wasn't not, it wasn't only just the craft that we were trying to reverse engineer. We were also did something with the bodies too, the bodies that uh, crashed in Roswell. And we, might have created our own species of these beings through the uh, the makeup uh, and dissecting these um, quote unquote ETs, which I don't believe that they're really ETs, but uh, and we kind of reverse engineered their body too, and that might be where people are seeing these grays and. Because we've developed them. We've created them. And we've created them as like our henchmen. And that's also the cover up too. Because that's what people have seen uh, during abduction experiences. Because they're like, okay, well, if we're the military and we're just uh, abducting people, right, and they know that it's us, they see us, they see us in military uniforms, how do we cover up? the fact that it's us, right? I know what we'll do. We'll reverse engineer these um, beings' bodies and we'll create our own kind of species. And then we'll have them them working for us to go out and abduct people in the technology that we've created. I don't know, it's just a theory.
1: Yeah, man. I don't know. What do you think about uh, when when uh, they're doing things like CE five and meditation to where they're calling calling these UFOs and they supposedly respond to you know, mental projections? Do you think that the military has the tech to 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 know when a CE five session is going on and they're fucking with people?
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I think that it's yeah. it's definitely it's possible because we know that our consciousness is very powerful. And if we're all on the same page, we might actually be able to create a difference. Now, as far as downloading an app on your phone to, uh, and that you're going to confirm to be in contact with some kind (laughs) of extraterrestrial (laughs) species is Looney Tunes. Right. But I think that it, it is somewhat possible if you have enough people on the same page about something now i'm not sure about you know contacting aliens collectively but i do know that we can make changes in our reality based on our consciousness our thoughts and beliefs and ideas we just all have to be concentrating on the same thing and once we do that we can make changes in our reality personally and collectively I'm not sure about uh, connecting, uh, contacting extraterrestrials or whatever, because again, I I don't see any kind of proof for that. And then, you know, download this app and you'll guaranteed get to contact an extraterrestrial. Yeah, it's, it's bogus
1: does make you wonder if there are aspects of this that could be physical it, it, are some of these things true and there's just so much bullshit out there that sprinkle it that we're you know questioning everything which is probably the best way to do it uh but uh, it's it's like a uh you just like you said it's a, a huge burrito it's like a truth burrito that we need to unravel man it's crazy stuff
2: yeah and they hope that Nobody gets to the bottom of it, right? They they really hope that they're so distracted with bullshit nonsense that they can't see what's really happening. And that's what I really believe is going on, that they're trying to keep people so distracted with the distraction that they automatically believe something that isn't true that isn't real that can't be provable i mean and the easiest way to do that is to make a unprovable story be real
1: oh. I'm, and, I'm i'm super interested into seeing what's going to happen especially in the next two to five years with the amount of mind control programming that's already being broken on a mass scale. Uh, This has to have some sort of large ripple effect on the collective... A uh, direction that we're going to head and where people's consciousness is going to go. Because, you know, even a show like this, even you and me talking, thousands and thousands of people are going to hear this. And then they might, it, something might click in their brain like, huh, maybe I should uh, question this a little bit more. And it's it's a contagious, it's like the hundredth monkey effect to where one day we're all collectively just understand that, you know, we were part of the bullshit and now we're not it's very interesting to see where we're going to go and how this progression of breaking programming on a large collective scale, where it's going to bring us. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I agree. And then you have all these, um, you know, people in the, in the community that really just come out and and regurgitate the, the same exact thing over and over again. Right. Like there's still people talking about, uh, Ascension and, and 5D and, and New Earth and that we're going to sin collectively and that we're controlled by reptilians and that, uh, you, you know, it's it's crazy that, and we see these kinds of people pop up like every few years, right? And they just regurgitate everything that they've heard before and then present it in a new kind of way and that we're controlled by an ai kind of uh you know super god you know, those, those are the things that's been talked about over and over and over and over again. And, and I, I, I
1: like to think, you know, it's a possibility. Maybe we are controlled by an AI super god. But when you go as far as to say this is the way it is and there's no – it gets dangerous. And that's where that's where you ultimately are going to have a lot of problems and your your, your paradigm is going to be easily shattered because things aren't always as they seem. And it's in, I think our reality is a lot more malleable and changes quite often. Often more than we realize
2: yeah we live in an ever-changing ever-evolving universe where nothing stays the same for very long right so it's like and they just keep picking on the the same exact things um over and over again i mean and that's kind of like an inevitable thing in this in this community and sometimes you rehash certain things but it's just so obvious whenever you um especially in the spiritual community is the one that I really have the, the biggest issues and, and problems with not so much the conspiracy community, though the conspiracy community is quite uh, recycled information, but the, the the spiritual aspect of this, uh, you know, the whole thing, like they're, and they just keep pushing back the dates, you know, it's kind of like the, the, the Q thing, the, the Q phenomenon, they're like, Oh yeah, this is going to happen. The, the arrests are, are coming next week, and then when next week happens, they're like, "Oh no, it's next month." I've got new intel that that it'll be in two or three months from now, or what's going to happen in in twenty twenty three or whatever. And then you have these people that are, you know, talking about the the ascension and the new earth type thing. Oh yes, we're going to collectively ascend all together into a new frequency. I mean, look around you, like. Does it look like we're ascending to a new uh, frequency right now? I mean, take some critical thought and, and, and common sense and apply it to everything that you listen to, you know, and I think that things will and I understand what a, a lot of them are, are trying to do. They're trying to create a better reality, uh, but just giving hopium all the time doesn't serve anybody and it just continuously perpetuates a a false narrative and you have to be critical and logical of the people that you know you listen to and the things that you're letting into your consciousness and think about does it make sense Right? yeah does it does it make sense that we can all collectively at the exact same time ascend into the fifth dimension right Well the fifth dimension is a non-physical dimension, right So if we're all going to ascend together, then that means that we're no longer going to be here. We're no longer going to be in a 3D physical reality. We're going to be in a higher dimension of reality. so that means that we don't exist here anymore that's what ascension actually means is that you're no longer in a physical 3d existence you're no longer in this experience anymore you're something else right and that's what they're telling people that's going to happen and when i love this 3d physical reality that we're in right i love it because it's about the experience and we're here to experience everything that this 3D physical reality has to offer, which means that we get all the good and on the opposite end, we get all the bad. So we get all the pain, we get all the suffering, we get all the the hate, the anger, but then on that flip side, we get to experience love, compassion, happiness, and joy. That's just a part of being in this 3D physical reality. And when people realize that, they can really lean into the experience here and know that that's the goal of being here. It's to experience the 3D physical reality. Anything and nothing more. And nothing less.
1: I found the more personal. People's. Paranormal experiences, contact experiences, the more it, ha- it focuses on that individual and where their consciousness is developing and their own personal spirituality, the more genuine the experience seems to be. These collective experiences are where they're telling us uh, how we have to save the planet, we need to stop doing this, all these external things, stop the war, Oh, they're telling us things about COVID and, and how things are going to v- develop and all these horrible things that we need to watch out for in the world. And these things that don't focus on the individual seem to be more of the BS manufactured experiences. And the ones that are very personal and people, they better their lives and they become more spiritual and they actually follow that experience For their own personal path and their own gain, that is where I see the genuine experience coming in, whether it's, you know, would you want to consider it paranormal or contact or whatever? It was like that with my personal experience, and it's like that with so many others who have had unexplained phenomena happen, but it was just for them.
2: Absolutely. Definitely take a closer look and reevaluate everything that you've listened to any of your thoughts, ideas, and beliefs, because mine have evolved so much just in, uh, you know, two or three years now, like I, you know, went from one spectrum of it to the other spectrum of it. And I don't believe that it's going to stop here. It's going to keep changing and keep evolving. Right. It's just how you roll with it. And the, the uh, you know, the the ways that you quantify it in your brain to be a, to have it make sense for you right? Because we don't know what we don't know, right? And we constantly are, if we see something that we're not aware of, our brain creates the next um, most reasonable thing that we can quantify in our mind, because we don't have any reference to the unexplainable thing that we're seeing. So some people can be Let's say that you know they see something that they that they've never seen. It's kind of like the in the dream state. I wanted to mention this earlier really quick before uh, we go. I know we've been going for a minute. Um, I think that a lot more things are happening in our dream, but we just can't comprehend them, right? So our subconscious mind then creates the next best thing to try and reference the thing that we're actually seeing because. Our brain can't comprehend exactly what we're seeing. So then it's just creating the next best thing that we do have a reference for in our world. I think that might be the way that, you know, things also work in this 3D physical reality. It's us trying to quantify what we're seeing and what we're hearing due to our own personal experiences that we've had here. And if I haven't had the same experiences as you, I can look at something and get something completely different than what you got, right? Because you've had different experiences throughout your life, and I've had different experiences, right? And it's all just kind of compiled into one, and then our brain creates the perception based off of our experiences that we've had in this 3D physical reality
1: hundred percent, man. We got deep on this one. Hell yeah. Well, we're going to have to do it again soon. Ryder, before you head out, let everyone know where they can find your podcasts and all your shiz.
2: Yes, you can subscribe to Raised by Giants on YouTube, Fan Odyssey, Rumble, and on Spreaker.com. You can download the episodes individually on there and all of the different podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, anywhere you listen to podcast on. And thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate you a lot. I had a really great time. Let's do it again sometime soon.
1: For sure. Until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow. See you then.